0: it's Jen. It's time to take a selfish. Yay. Today we are going to explore our energy. Okay. So I feel like I need to set the stage here. For about 30 years, I've had the same thing happen nearly night after night. About 45 to 60 minutes into sleeping, I choke. Not someone choking me, and I'm not really choking, but I've worked into my dream that I'm choking on something. It's pretty much always the same. Something somehow is sliding down my throat, and I am trying desperately to get it out. When I say something, I literally mean something. It's some random object, a phone, money, a pen keys, totally random things that really would never even be near my throat, yet somehow they find themselves sliding down and I need to hurry and retrieve them to save myself. I usually end up sitting up in bed or bending over somehow. A big night has me getting out of bed and walking into the bathroom. Eventually, I end up either waking up or realizing it's just a dream and I go back to bed. For years in those early years, my husband would mess with me about it because, as he says, I'm super mean when it happens. In my defense, I do think I'm choking and he thinks it's funny to joke with me. Well, the newness wore off, of course, eventually, and now he just ignores it. In fact, I ignore it. I don't even know it happens sometimes. I'll even say things like, did you notice I don't choke anymore? And he's like, um, yeah, did last night. Oh, okay. Well, I searched dream books for years, but I never could find anything. Eventually, I just gave up and stopped looking. Well, that brings me to our conversation topic today on Just For Me. Who knows? Maybe it will be just for you, too. We're going to take a look at how our energy can get blocked in our bodies and cause emotional and physical problems. So we're going to take a selfish and spend less than 10 minutes in a yoga practice that can unblock the energy and get our bodies feeling so very much better. As you know, I've practiced yoga and meditation for years. I'm a very strong believer in the practices, intentionality, manifestation, energy, all of it. Funnily enough, it was only recently that I made this connection. In our bodies, we have energy centers called our chakras. In Sanskrit, chakra means wheel. Wheel. And they intend our chakras to mean wheels of spinning energy in our bodies that each correspond to certain nerve bundles and our major organs. We have seven main chakras that run along our spine, starting at the root or the base of our spine and go all the way up to the crown of our heads. The idea is that energy needs to flow smoothly through all of these chakras for our bodies to function at their very best. If they become unbalanced or blocked, we can experience physical or emotional symptoms that are related to whichever chakra it is. So physically, the location of the blocked chakra may affect the organs, bones, joints, tissues, anything near the area. Psychologically, it may cause an emotional imbalance with the qualities that the chakra is related to. Things like physical or emotional stress traumatic experiences or relationships, roles that you've played in life, situations you've been in, rules that you've lived under, even simple things like poor posture, eating unhealthy foods, basic stress, all sorts of things can cause blockages in a chakra. And if a chakra is blocked for too long, it can lead to pain, illness, disease. Beginning at the base of your spine. Is your root chakra. It provides a stable and secure foundation and it helps us to feel grounded and capable of handling life's challenges. If this chakra is blocked, we might feel insecurity or depression or have abandonment issues. The root chakra is especially important because it's the base. So if it's blocked, we may have an energy backload all through our chakra system. The second chakra is the sacral chakra, and it's just beneath the belly button, about maybe like three fingers down on the front and right bo- right above the tailbone on our back. It is linked to movement and pleasure, as well as how we handle both emotions, um, both our emotions and others' emotions. It's also related to sexual and creative energy. When we are taught to suppress our emotions or taught that lots of guilt or shame, our sacral chakra can get blocked and we might feel like we have emotional confusion or feel unimportant or like no one accepts or loves us. The sacral chakra is very active in our general sexuality. The third chakra is the solar plexus and it's in our stomach area. This is the most commonly blocked chakra. It's responsible for our confidence, self-esteem, energy, and feeling in control of our life. A blocked solar plexus chakra might make us feel weak, tired, or lethargic. We might also have control issues, like needing to obsessively control others or feeling like we have no control over our life. It's also the self-esteem chakra, so the energy flow might make us feel overly independent or overly dependent. Physically, the solar plexus is associated with digestive function. The fourth chakra is the heart chakra, and it's in the center of our chest, near your heart. It is, of course, the chakra related to our ability to love and to show compassion, A blocked heart chakra can be related to poor circulation or heart, lung, breathing issues. Emotionally, it can lead to loneliness, social anxiety, and an inability to show compassion to others. The fifth chakra is the throat chakra. And of course, it is located in our throats. It controls our ability to express ourselves, find our voice, and communicate. A blocked throat chakra can manifest itself in things like a sore throat or neck, but also in the hesitance or inability to express ourselves fearing ridicule and judgment, so being a people pleaser. Or it can manifest in being misunderstood often. It can manifest in an inability to realize our truth in the world. The sixth chakra is our third eye chakra. It's located between our eyes it's the chakra responsible for our intuition, for those gut feelings that don't actually come from anywhere near our gut. When our third eye chakra is blocked, we lose our sense of direction in life and can become stagnant. This energy center governs the pituitary gland and the neurological functioning, so it impacts fighting infection, regulating sleep, and metabolic function, And by location, you may also get migraines, sinusitis, and have poor vision. In the seventh chakra is our crown chakra. It's located at the top of our heads. It controls our life's purpose and represents our spiritual connection to ourselves, to others, and to the universe. A blocked crown chakra might lead to confusion, poor mental functioning, a lack of focus, to migraines, Okay, so from what y'all know about me, can you puzzle together why I've started obsessively studying chakras again? Well, I am a people pleaser, maybe a slightly recovering people pleaser. I am super hesitant to express myself, typically because I worry about what others think. But really, yes, I guess you could say it's because I worry about being judged. I'm cautious about showing any weakness. I have made a lot of decisions in my life based on what others think or what others want, and not nearly enough based on my own inner truths, if I'm being honest. Figured it out yet? Well, I happened to stumble upon an article that led me to connect the dots after like nearly 30 years. One way that a blocked throat chakra manifests itself is in dreams of choking on objects. What? Yes. Apparently, I am actually choking on my unexpressed feelings. Wow, right? Ding, ding, ding. Finally, we have a winner. Funnily enough, I often since childhood seem to have a sore throat without any sickness. Crazy, right? And I have been drawn to a life of studying communication. I cannot believe I never connected these dots. So, what do we do if we have a blocked chakra? Well, each chakra is associated with a color and a healing crystal or stone that vibrates the chakra's frequencies and can help to dissolve a blockage. For example, blue stones like a blue lapis are connected to the throat chakra. So although I am typically not a blue girl, I am wearing some lovely blue lapis jewelry lately and especially when I meditate. So we should journal about our emotions, eat healthy foods, exercise, meditate, get fresh air. All of these things can unblock our chakras. And if you think about it, when we experience stress or some other type of emotional event, what are the first things that go away? Those self-care activities, right? Journaling, eating healthy, exercising, fresh air, which in reverse is what blocked them in the first place. Exercise in general, but yoga in particular, can be very helpful for unblocking our energy. We can do specific yoga poses directed at the blocked chakra. A pose like tree pose roots us into the ground, so it's helpful for our root chakra. Boat pose, which most of us do for our core strength, surprise, it's also good for the chakra located right there in our core, our solar plexus chakra. Recently, my re-interest in my energy flow and chakra alignment have led me to a yoga pose sequence that I've just started incorporating daily. I do each pose for about a minute, but the whole sequence takes less than 10 minutes, and I don't need to freeze time for 10 minutes, at least most days. Okay, so I'll walk you through an easy yoga sequence to open up our chakras. Anyone can do it. None of the poses are out of reach of any skill level. We may, You may need to modify them a little bit, but that's totally fine. If you're unfamiliar with the postures, you can easily Google them, and I'll post a video to demonstrate the sequence. So I start off in mountain pose, just standing, strong, tall, getting my posture right, rooting into the ground. And then I move into tree pose, which is then rooting on one leg while the other foot is placed somewhere, not the knee, but somewhere on the interior of that rooted leg. This helps us with our root chakra. Then I change over to the other foot to root that leg into the ground, balancing on that foot and bring the other foot onto the interior of the now standing leg. Then I move into goddess pose for my sacral chakra. Goddess pose is a very deep squat. Then I transition down onto the ground and I move into boat pose, which is balancing on our tailbones, bringing our legs up and our body kind of like that, almost like a V shape boat pose for our solar plexus chakra. Now, these next few poses are excellent because they open all the way our solar plexus chakra, our heart chakra, and then moving into our throat chakra. So they're kind of a lot of bang for our buck there. All right. So going into camel pose, which is on the knee and you're up on your knees and reaching back towards your heels. You may need blocks if you can't get there all the way. Now, interestingly, camel has always been one that I have struggled a bit with, with bending my, um, lifting my chin up and bending my head backwards. And so that probably is part of my throat chakra blockage. And then from camel pose, I transition down onto the floor, lift up my hips into a bridge pose. Bridge is good because anytime that you have your heart and your throat above your head, you're opening your heart and your throat chakras. Then I lower my hips down onto the ground and then lift my hips and legs up into a shoulder stand. Now, shoulder stand compresses the front of your throat, which then would in turn open up the back of your neck and the back of your throat chakra. If you feel advanced enough and you want to then drop your legs down over your shoulders into a plow pose, that's a bit deeper opening of the back of your throat chakra. Then I bring my legs down to the ground and slowly roll up. That's also good to strengthen your core area which is again your solar plexus chakra now coming i come into a forward fold but it's not like a forward fold just towards reach towards your toes instead i do a supported forward fold which i use blocks to come up to press onto my third eye which stimulates the third eye chakra Finally, I end up down on the ground in a shavasana or a corpse pose, which is for my crown chakra. Now, if you are comfortable in your space and with the postures, you can close your eyes. I've been trying to do that throughout the practice because that will lend itself for greater stimulation of the third eye chakra because you can't see and be distracted by any visual cues. So instead, you're relying more on your intuition. So, here's 10 minutes just for me. If you have a regular yoga practice already, great. It's a wonderful targeted expansion for it that you can kind of tack on at some point during the day. If you don't, not only can you make sure that your energy starts moving smoothly, but this is a nice little intro or reintro into a yoga practice. Obviously, there are so many more Postures that you can do to open up each, and you might have fun discovering them and this new facet of you. Thanks for listening. Reach out to me on socials, on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at Reframing Me, and on Facebook at Reframing Me or especially by joining the Reframing Me, a podcast community, Facebook group. Look on each. I'll share a video of the chakra practice. If there's a just-for-me idea you'd like to explore, email me, jen at reframing-me.com. Until next time, be well, communicate, and let that energy flow.